0: Welcome to our podcast series on IT modernization in government, underwritten this week by Google Cloud. I'm your host, Wyatt Cash, and in today's episode, we're exploring how predictive analytics are playing an increasingly important role for government agencies in their efforts to improve online engagement and user satisfaction with the public. And we'll look at what agencies can do to capitalize more quickly on predictive analytics tools to better respond to citizens' needs. Our guest today is Quinn Chasen, head of customer analytics for the public sector at Google Cloud. Quinn is a former analyst and entrepreneur who joined Google six years ago, where he's been helping federal, state, and local governments use analytics to tackle a variety of strategic and social needs. Quinn, thanks for joining us, and welcome to the program.
1: Thanks, Wyatt. Happy to be here.
0: Well, Quinn, I think you'd agree there's been a big push across federal government and state and local governments as well to improve online engagement with citizens. And one of the primary goals of that is to make the user experience and the delivery of online services comparable to what consumers experience with commercial organizations. So my first question is, why are predictive analytics becoming an increasingly important part of that experience? And why should government agency leaders be paying more attention to the use of predictive analytics capabilities? for their online services?
1: Sure. That's a great first question. And I think it really just comes down to meeting constituent expectations. You know, in the private sector, over 80% of constituents and customers of products and services expect customization within hours or even minutes of their first touch point with a private entity. And really, if you think about it, agencies from public health to post offices are similar constituent service organizations and really should be thinking about how their expectations of their constituents can be met. And then You know, to your second question on on how they can pay more attention to to predictive analytics capabilities and online services, another reason here is just to really meet federal OMB guidelines. You know, OMB's Circular A11 is a nearly 1,000-page document which guides agency spending, which really has added an entirely new section, Section 280, the last couple of years, which mandates that agencies look closer to the ability to weave in customer experience into core operations. And so ultimately, put all these things together, what you get is sort of a game-changing element here, which is a way for federal agencies and state-level organizations similarly to be able to better understand and satisfy constituent needs on that individual level rather than cohort or demographic cut, which you know, agencies may be more familiar with.
0: Well, one of the ways I've heard you talk about predictive analytics is in terms of
1: push and pull. What are we really talking about here, and why is that important? Yeah, I use that push and pull metaphor to kind of try and outline how these products can be a little bit different than you kind know, of classic analytics projects around constituent service delivery. You know, in a traditional program, you might have one group doing the data collection and another group doing the analytics and the third group trying to design for policy. But when you're talking about constituent experiences online, that whole ecosystem gets connected because it's connected to the literal consumer checking a website or using their phone. And so the same mechanisms that you use to pull information in, to use for the predictive modeling, to use for recommendations, you can actually use those exact same connections to push the lever in the opposite direction to really say, hey, the insight here actually becomes the action as opposed to kind of being sent over to a different group to then kind of make an action out of. And then I think this is really important because this continuous back and forth, this pushing and pulling, really, when you do it well and you you iterate on what you're learning and you're creating better constituent experiences... What you really get to is a place where you're segmenting your audience based on sort of their consumer intents and needs really more than any other way that you've done it. And I think that the more that that happens, the more persistently agencies can understand like where they're being successful and where they may need to improve their efforts. Uh, That's an interesting
0: concept. Can you give a couple of examples of how government agencies are leveraging predictive analytics more broadly to improve citizen engagement that you're seeing?
1: Yeah, absolutely. It's definitely happening in fits and starts around different organizations. I'm definitely also excited to see the outcome of sort of those circular A11 Section 280 insights being added. But I would point to something like the United States Postal Service, who uses a lot of these predictive analytics and and really analytics more broadly of the constituent experience to try and segment experiences for their kind of government to business customers and how they need to cultivate an ongoing relationship with, say, small business owners that use their services a lot versus their government to constituent experience systems with maybe an automated call center that helps alleviate the workload on the back end and deliver more direct information to constituents, let's say, during the holiday season. You know, another place I would look to might be the Center for Medicare and Medicaid Services, who uses similar predictive analytics and media communications to really deliver the benefits of insurance programs for, let's say, healthcare.gov, as an example, to different constituent cohorts who have really discrete needs when they're looking for health insurance. And then down on the state level, we're working with a West Coast state right now during coronavirus to really help them understand and deliver um, predictive analytics across a, a slew of services, right? From understanding how social gatherings are happening in the public lands and what they need to do about it, to using that exact same system to turn in a different direction and understand, hey, with all these new services being added to existing ones and new ones popping up for coronavirus, how is that affecting how constituents are moving through our social safety net programs that we've had to give a more persistent view of that citizen engagement? Let's kind of
0: look at the back end for a moment. What do agencies really need to have in place to begin leveraging predictive analytics in their online services platforms? And is this something that they can acquire relatively easily, or is it something that takes a fair amount of development work on the part of their staffs?
1: Yeah, no, another good question here. And I think that a lot of the tools, maybe let's say half the tools that need to be in place are already in place today, but purely from a reporting standpoint, think about web reporting or mobile app or your advertising and things like that, that traditionally are not blended with mission-critical data. And when you're starting to put these procedures in place to use in a more kind of permanent way, what you really run into is, is a problem of scalability. High compute workloads is a great example. During, during coronavirus, people are really increasing the peak load on a lot of these services, you know, in a a very kind of unpredictable fashion. And so I think there's an upfront advantage of a cloud-based ecosystem here, where because of those data and how they come in. And it's also, I think, a second advantage of cloud in in this use case is the fact that many of these digital systems that constituents are using today are really cloud-native applications. And so it's kind of an easy interoperable kind of component. And so, you know, it's something that I think maybe the maintenance and operations can be owned by a central IT or central chief technology officer sort of organization. But it's also, I think, really the customer experience kind of interconnected system that Section 280 makes really clear, you know, that they want to not be in a specific silo and, you know, literally quoting here, establishing a mindful culture across federal government services. I think it's a something that maybe a third party can come help kind of create that connective tissue, if you will. I think in a, in a benefit of making it available across a full agency was that Once connected, you can deliver personalized insights, not just to constituents, but also in personal applications that agencies are using. Maybe uh, new insights can go into a content management system or into an advertising system or into a dashboard or whatever agencies are using today.
0: Well, finally, what would be your recommendations to agency leaders to fast track their adoption of predictive analytics, particularly as we continue to deal with the ongoing demands of the pandemic and lots of stresses on their IT teams already? What would be a good way to get started?
1: Yeah, I mean, absolutely. I think that the first place that I would look to are those sort of externally constituent facing digital platforms. And the way I think about it is those systems that you're using to engage their constituent are by far and away the number one most common interaction point that you as an agency will have with your key stakeholders right? nowadays, with something like over 80% of adults in, in the United States having a smartphone and checking it over 150 times a day. right? And so that just creates a lot of data. And by and large, a lot of the, let's say, peaking demand concerns on IT teams really are coming from those points. And so I think getting a handle on that would be the first place I would look. So for federal agencies, I think having a holistic view of that constituent experience is paramount to both meet the demands that we're currently facing as a country, as well as meet the integrative goals of, of Section 280. And then if you're going down to the state and local level, I would keep that same holistic view in mind, but as it's more kind of cross-agency than kind of held within each group's control, I would lean more on the central IT teams to help formalize that process around the states, which I've found is is really key to leveraging how your constitu- constituents in your program might be being affected by others. And the, the value here is that these digital systems, like, for example, a website reporting system, may oftentimes be the only system in place today that already exists across multiple agencies. So it's a fairly turnkey way, fairly quick way to, to, to start really tackling big problems.
0: Well, appreciate that. I'm afraid we're going to have to leave it there for today. Quinn, Chasen, thanks so much for joining us to talk about how predictive analytics can be a game-changing tool for government agencies trying to improve citizen engagement and online service delivery.
1: Thanks for having me.
0: And thanks to Google Cloud for underwriting today's episode. Look for more of our coverage on IT modernization in government on fedscoop.com and statescoop.com and our radio channels on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, and TuneIn. This is Wyatt Cash, your host. Thanks for tuning in.